In 2006, the Netherlands reformed their healthcare system to combine mandatory universal coverage with p competing private health plans. And in 2008, an article in the journal Health Affairs suggested that this new health system could serve as a model for reform in the United States. However, an assessment of the 2006 Dutch health insurance reforms published in Duke University's Journal of Health Politics raised concerns. The analysis found that market-based competition in healthcare may not have the advantages over more publicly-based single-payer models that were originally envisioned for the reforms. They quote, the first lesson for the United States is that the new Dutch health insurance model may not control costs. To date, consumer premiums are increasing. Insurance companies report large losses on the basic policies. Second, regulated competition is unlikely to make voters and citizens happy. Public satisfaction isn't high and perceived quality is down. If regulated competition with individual mandates performs poorly in auspicious circumstances such as the Netherlands, how will the model fare in the United States where access, quality, and cost challenges are even greater? Might the assumptions of economic theory not apply in the healthcare sector? Well, just a year later, another dark patch of mold grew on the lemon that is late-stage capitalism when in April 18, 2007, the European Commission imposed fines on Heineken International, Grolsch, and Bavaria for operating a price-fixing cartel in the Netherlands totaling 273 million euros. InBev escaped without a penalty because it provided decisive information about the cartel, which operated between 1996 and 1999 with others in the EU market. The brewers controlled 95% of the Dutch market, with Heineken claiming a half and the others 15% each. Former EU competition commissioner Neely Kroos said at the time that she was very disappointed that the collusion took place at the very highest boardroom level. She added Heineken, Bavaria, and Grolsch in InBev tried to cover their tracks by using code names and abbreviations for secret meetings to carve up the market for beer sold to supermarkets, hotels, restaurants, and cafes. And her direct quote is, this is simply unacceptable that major beer suppliers colluded to up prices and carve up markets among themselves. Well, folks, let me tell you something that's simply acceptable. We're colluding with a returning guest to carve up the cold cans rankings with a new alternative. That's right. We're drinking Grolsch Premium Lager. No label. Should we cheers? Oh, you're you're foaming up, Joe. Oh shit! Your brew. Mm. Of course we. Oh yeah. Cheers from Is six there decorum feet. to cheers? Yeah, I'll air just, cheers. Yeah, air cheers. Uh, that, get that music taken care of here. Yeah, yeah, put that music down. The voice you hear, returning guest on the show, Zach Ball. thanks for joining us once again. Uh, you're welcome, and as will soon be revealed, <laughs> I am doing this because I literally have nothing better to do. Yeah. Yeah, uh, let's talk about it. Seattle's struck with the coronavirus. Um, yeah. Do you want to talk about it? <laughs> yeah, we don't need to. You already did that on one podcast. Yeah, that yeah, that uh, it's been it's been a topic of much conversation. Yeah. Uh yeah, I'm uh well, technically I guess we, this is a weird liminal period because I'm technically employed, but by the time any of you listen to this, I will be unemployed. Okay. Yeah. Which will be the second time I've recorded a podcast in this state uh in the last 2 days. Uh yeah, so uh what else are you supposed to do when you don't have a job but drink? So Tip thanks for having back. me yes. on, guys. You no were you were paying for this beer. Yeah, <laughs> no problem. Yes, we're sorry to the, hear that. Mm -hmm. It is a it's a bummer of what's what's going on with you know more uncertainty on the way. I'm sure. Yep. Um, I've spent the last week trying to get my family in Wisconsin to take things seriously around mm -hmm. this, uh, and uh, hopefully they do. You've also been brewing up your own solutions at home. You have yeah, your own I've been mailing sanitizer. them. I've been mailing them some hand sanitizer. USPS? Uh, no, FedEx uh, Air actually. FedEx Air. And I want to get it bags. there quick. Yeah, it has a certain shelf life. Needs to be refrigerated. I mean, I think uh, you could use this Grolsch bottle when it's done as something for hand sanitizer. That's it's true. Cool. These are nice bottles. You got to hang on to these. You got to start lining the cabinets of your kitchen with these empty bottles. Oh, my wife will love that. Aesthetic. I know. It's <laughs> late stage college. <laughs> yeah. I got to say too about this, uh, but I'm sure we will actually talk about this beer, but I will what? say that, well, I mean, you know, theoretically, if it's not a more diatribes about uh, the, the mid 2000s in the EU, which <laughs> I got to be honest, you know, listeners, I, I came in here and and Joey's like, I got a great cold open fired up. And I'm thinking like, oh, you know, it's going to be a discussion about what's topical in the world of uh, everything right I now. I talked healthcare. 
yeah, you kind of talked healthcare, but I was like, <laughs> okay, so now he's talking about the, you know, maybe it's going to tie into the fact that, you know, our, our inability to even implement some sort of, you know, vaguely mandated healthcare for people that's not employer-based is going to be relevant. And Single it said, payer. no, let's talk, well, that's, I mean, yeah, one of these days, but let's talk about, uh, no, let's talk about apparently a price-fixing price cartel, <laughs> Look, which, you know, that hey. has always been a deep part of the coal cans lore, to be fair. <laughs> Economics, price fix, price fix, oh my Whoa, goodness. Here we the are. girl's just hitting me. Price fixing. And uh, large corporations, large uh, brewing cartels in particular, um, we've taken a very keen interest in, in the life. We've broken down corporate structure. I just try to, I wanted to try to drive home the point that economic models as they get tossed about that something is necessary and you know whatever we can't come up with any money to pay for health care. It's mm-hmm. ridiculous to even assume that we can. Things are complex. Single payer uh, was better pre-2006 Netherlands, where they had a more single payer public option model, uh, had a higher degree of satisfaction than post-2006 where they have a mixed model. That's all I'm saying. Well, uh, could we pause? Can you just take your phone, like put it in your pocket or something? I just hear some static on the... Sure. Sorry. Yeah, no worries. Now it's gone. We'll edit that out. We will. I hope so. Wow. Scintillating content. But so, so, okay. Uh, The... What was I saying? Uh, you were just talking about oh, the, the yeah, yeah. The price fixing pair. potentially or single payer. Okay. And and similarly, the Grolsch, which was independently owned since 1615, so four, this is a 400-year-old wow. beer, and they did immediately make this beer when they found it, is now owned by Asahi Group Holdings, mm. uh, which was part of the SAB Miller InBev uh, merger from 2016, I believe. So it got sucked up in all this bullshit. Yeah. That's it. That was my loose connection I was trying to make. Gotcha. Well, you know, uh, <laughs> for for something that is associated in, in multiple ways with Heineken, it's not bad. Mm-hmm. It's significantly better than Heineken, which is, I yeah. guess, damning with faint praise. But this the, <laughs> the first few drinks are my favorite green bottle beer that I've had. We've taken sure, a lot of issue yeah. with green bottle beers yeah, on right. this is podcast. There, is there a good one? No, still Artois on tap. I like. Yeah, but not when it's, it's in the green, in the green bottle. bottle. Yeah. <laughs> Do you you have your theory about green bottles? I think that's a pretty beer, right? I think that's a known thing, right? They don't block the UV yeah. as well, so right. it's the shorter shelf life, and especially with the imports, because all of them are imports that are right. in a green yeah. bottle. Why do we do that then? Rolling, Rolling Rock is it? not an import. Oh right, right, and it's terrible. Although <laughs> yeah. I drank a lot of it in college. Rolling Rock, hey, Heineken, episode thirty-three. Check it out. Qingtao, green bottle. Yeah. Heineken, Rolling Rock, and now Grolsch. I believe those are okay. four green bottle beers. And wow. all across the board, besides this one so far, we've said that they've been skunky, and they all kind of have the same exact flavor. Like, yeah. Heineken's a little bit better than Ro- Rolling Rock. is is an atrocious <laughs> beer. Uh, this is good. It's refreshing. It doesn't have that skunk to it. I will give you. I will tell you this, though. Rolling Rock is not an atrocious beer when it's the only beer you can buy in Manhattan that is... Mm. Uh, less than a dollar a bottle when you're in college. Ooh, yeah. That's true. We had 25-cent Rolling Rock nights in Madison when we were in college. you remember those? Oh no. Where? 25 cents for a Rolling Rock. Uh, it was called Logan's by the time oh, we okay. were getting older. Yeah. And dollar pizzas. Dollar cheese pizzas, yeah. yeah. <laughs> place wasn't... Extra dollar if you wanted to add pepperoni. Yeah. Oh, my God. We kept... The, you had to keep OSHA away from <laughs> that place. <laughs> I like, Whoever does the regulations. I like, that your, I like that your calculation as a college student was, do I want four beers or pepperoni? <laughs> If you knew, we knew a guy in the kitchen. Zach knew a guy in the kitchen. That's right. Uh, the, so we usually got the. So you'd get pepperoni pep for, free. for free. Yeah, you pay the one dollar <laughs> cheese price. So that's learning economics <laughs> and politics right there. <laughs> the power of networking. Yeah, that's there right. was apparently a some sort of pepperoni cartel going on there. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Price fixing. Yeah, seriously. Madison, Wisconsin. Uh-huh. Um, I kind of want to read the beer advocate score early because wow. I think it's sort of interesting and uh, could. Could play into the Nick's rest. Nick's got of a dinner date. <laughs> well, no, I'm not pushing this well, train along. Nick's got much. a dinner date in an empty restaurant. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> it's the happiest cooked. I've ever been. No one else is out. Um, so Grolsch has a 72, or okay. Yeah, that's about right. You think that's about right? Okay. Yeah. I think that's good. on the higher end for most import beers of this style, and maybe it's because it's Dutch that there's like some assumed. Quality, <laughs> quality to it. Yeah. Okay, so I have a question for you guys because because you guys mentioned this and it, it's fascinating. So when I was first coming of age as a drinker, when I'm a little bit older than you guys, there was still this whole like import. I don't know. Imports were a thing, right? Like yeah. Like you had domestic beer, which was mostly garbage, and you had 
imports. And here in Seattle, there were there were, there was craft beer for sure, but it wasn't, you know, craft wasn't nearly the the big deal it was. And at the time, like yeah, it was fancy if someone if you bought a beer from another country, right? Mm-hmm, like yeah. like Grolsch or or you know even Heineken, right? Like a lot of their cachet was just they weren't made here. And the assumption was at the time that American beer, and not totally inaccurately, was mostly the same and mostly garbage. And as it turns out, most import beer was also garbage because what people would put on a container ship and ship over here was whatever they could sell a lot of, and, mm-hmm. and it was garbage. But it's also um, owned by the same company generally. It's yeah, yeah. No, well, especially well, point. again, you know, at that point in the late '90s, early 2000s, that sure. wasn't quite as true. Sure, I think um, you know there were certainly some of these multinational beverage companies were forming, but. But you know the they were not the globe spanning behemoths that they've mm-hmm. become, and so you know it's funny because I just you know hearing Nick say like imports, I was like, oh man, that is like, do people? I mean, that term is still appropriate, but I feel like it's not a you don't, I don't. I guess beer drinkers mostly. I feel like beers like this have kind of almost like they're they've fallen out of favor, right? Like no one. Yeah. I mean, they still must sell, obviously, but like. I right. guess I guess it's just like nowadays, if you are interested in quality beer, you are probably much more inclined to look at a craft beer Local. from nearby, or even just craft beer from other parts of the country, sure. or a craft beer from even another country. But you would not look at something. I mean, I don't know how much they make, you know, of Grolsch a year, but yeah. a lot, presumably. Yeah. And so, you know, this is like a, a weird part of the beer world that here in the U.S. is like almost like I, I'm kind of surprised you were able to find it. So back during that time, you were talking about were things like these more expensive than the American. American counterpart of the like adjunct loggers? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You, would, okay. you would pay, you know, you'd pay. I mean, I'm getting this is just a rough recollection, mm-hmm. but if you were paying, you know, let's say you're paying, uh, you know, $12. Again, we'll go back to my, my New York City days. You pay, <laughs> if you'd pay, you know, about 10 or 11 bucks for a 12 pack of uh, Rolling Rock, you would pay, you know, probably 16 or 17 for a 12 pack of Heineken. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which, even though they basically taste the same. I was gonna right. say because that's not true anymore, really. All of those things cost the same at this point. Like Heineken costs the same as Miller Lite, I think. Well, roughly the same. It's because now one conglomerate owns, owns the, it all. the but also I think it's, across both. But it's also I think that the that the cachet is gone from yeah. those beers. I you think know, they're not true. They're, for a for someone who would consider themselves a discerning consumer. I don't think many of them would be like, oh, yes, get me a Heineken. I mean, nowadays, if someone's like, you want a Heineken, I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? It has no market. I'm with you. This is my take. I think I've said this on the podcast mm-hmm. before, but it's my Applebee's take, which is I am certainly in the mood for good food, and in which case I go to a restaurant that's good in the city, right? And I'm certainly still in the mood sometimes for McDonald's, in which case it's the lowest price point. It's fast food. I want garbage. I mean, it does show. Yeah, well, of course. <laughs> But wow. Again, when would audio I, medium? We don't need to. <laughs> when would I ever be in the mood for Applebee's? If I want fast food, if I want garbage, I'll pick the low price point. I'll go to McDonald's. I'll enjoy myself. Mm-hmm. And if I want food at a similar price point to Applebee's, maybe slightly higher, but a sit-down meal where I'm bringing you know friends or family, I'm going to go to a restaurant I like. There's no market. That's the Heineken here. Like, yeah. wh- why? When would I pick up Heineken? I'll pick up Bud Light when I want to drink a bunch of cheap garbage. And I'll pick up something good, delirium tremens, like you brought on the show last time. When I want something good, when the fuck am I buying gross? I'm scrolling yeah. right past this. I'm with you. I yeah. think with the restaurant analogy, I we're probably a bit spoiled being in a city where there are a lot of great restaurants. Fair, because like fair. in some places, you know, Applebee's probably is one of the nicer restaurants. Like in say town. wherever they're air dropping your hand sanitizer in Wisconsin. <laughs> Perhaps yes. <laughs> um, yeah, I think, but I, I get what your point yeah, there, is. There's yeah. certain market segments, which is why you probably don't see a lot of fucking Applebee's and Chili's and stuff in out in, here, uh, right? No, right, you like don't, and you don't. You got to leave. I think you have to probably leave Seattle proper. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are other reasons for that, like a fifteen dollar an hour minimum wage that right. makes things like Applebee's pricing structure not viable in right. the city. But um, but there are definitely other parts of the country where that's true, and they're probably so that means there are probably parts of the country where you still sell Heineken, where it still has that cachet. Um, There's no craft beers in certain parts of the country. Yeah, you know? or there are not as many. But even then, I have to wonder. I mean, this would be a, a good question for I guess Cold Cans Nation. You know, are there Sound listeners off. of you out there who where Heineken or or similar beers are still have a cachet? I mean, do people still give a shit about Amstel Light or whatever? Uh, maybe I don't know. I don't know either. I certainly no idea. was never when I lived in that part of the world. I was so young that I was getting the cheapest thing. Period. Mm-hmm. I wasn't getting craft beers or this. As I've matured, would I seek out good beer and find this? This is yeah. When sorry, when I mature, very when, incremental. As you've, mature, as you've aged, yeah. Now I think you could have stopped your question uh, at Are there uh, listeners out there in Cold Cans Nation? <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you could have ended it there. 
No, we we got hey, mailbag is, stuff, right? Do we have mailbag? fans? Oh. Everyone is quarantined, man. No one's got anything else to do but listen to this That's garbage. true. That's why we got to keep pumping this yeah, out. No, we got to so lock sorry, ourselves everyone. in this studio and just do cold cans. Uh, it came to mind when uh, Jabal asked where you got this because this, also, what, this wasn't what is, easy what is to going find. On? Why, right? am I, why am I last name referenced here? I'm not calling you Patreon Glock. <laughs> I don't cool, know. Though. Jabal is a cool last name. Yeah, I guess I actually, think actually, Patreon Glock sounds kind of like a TNT show that got canceled after eight episodes. <laughs> yeah. Which one of like us Rizzoli is Like Rizzoli and the... Isles, but but like the Glock? worst spinoff? Yeah, yeah. So are you Glock's... like, which one's the straight man I was which one's say, the comedic relief? Glock might be better as the comedic relief just because the sure. name would imply something else. Unless sure. we're really hammering it home, then you could be Glock and like carry a Glock on you at all times and you're like the hard ass. And you're brooding and that also kind of applies to our life as well. You're kind of this yeah. sexy, brooding figure right. that's stoic. Right. Who uh, solves all the crimes. American man's man who solves the crimes, <laughs> and I'm a buffoon. Yeah, I kind of like Glock. And, uh, if anybody is out there in Cold Cans Nation, if anyone's listening at all. Uh, and is a producer a in Hollywood. <laughs> yeah, please write also, a pilot. Also, please. Shop this also, I'm going to be very clear about this. Uh, it has to be Patreon Glock. It cannot be Glock and Patreon. That sounds Agreed. awful. Yeah, Patreon Agreed. Glock. You're right. You end Because Glock's such a like a, a punctuation yeah, in the exactly. last name. Glock. Yeah, it's... it's mm-hmm. Uh, my dad's name is Randall Mark Glock. It's like it, it, Mark is the middle name. It doesn't it's work. Too hard yeah. case. Yeah. Uh, what were we talking about? <laughs> I had something. <laughs> I don't know. He just said Jabal, and it bothered me. <laughs> I'm sorry. I have a name. I can go it's back Zach. to Zach. Uh, Jabal's a cool it, last name. Thank you. Though. Does it make you uncomfortable because it's your brother's name? You feel I was like... gonna say. I guarantee maybe. that's it. It's exactly. Yeah, what maybe. I was gonna say. Maybe. And there's other. I just talked with Zach earlier tonight. Actually, I brought up Zach Benhamidi when I talked about the guy, oh, the yeah. guy in a kitchen. Zach, we have a mailbag, I believe, from the other Zach that's part of the show. Your brother Zach. There's too many Zachs. Oh, so it Jabal is. Came okay, in. I'll be Jabal. That's fine. All right. Um, <laughs> too many Zachs. That's, that another, a, that's, that's a, a different TBS show. show. <laughs> yeah. I believe that comes on before <laughs> Patreon Glock. Oh, yeah. And reruns at 1130. Um, yeah, we had a mailbag. Somebody was asking us to do a beer. Do you remember that? Oh, fuck yeah. Let me find it. Because, And it brings me back to where you got this beer because you've discovered a... Uh, treasure trove of sorts. I have. Well, I've discovered total wine. Yeah. <laughs> we, when everyone else was stocking up on toilet paper and hand sanitizer, I was stocking up on total wine. Uh, and they have every, I knew they would have a lot of beer, obviously, but I didn't know they had like uh, such a huge import section of beer. And so I just <laughs> I stocked that, up on. That's because they're part of the cartel. That's yeah. where, that's where <laughs> all that shit gets offloaded. Yeah. I'm sure total, my, total I'm actually wine. actually not really joking. I, I'm yeah, sure Total Wine probably... has traces up to Imbev and Well, way. they definitely have like mass contracts, right? Like all that's, I mean, you look yeah. at what they carry and yeah. every Total Wine store has like 85% of the same inventory and 15% that's like calibrated to their local market. Right. I mean, that, those aren't exact percentages, but they're rough estimates. Mm-hmm. Sure. So this was the mailbag I was referring to. This is from March 5th. Michael Lauer uh, tweeted, hey guys, can you please review old style? You've done every other old school American adjunct lager, grain belt, PBR, ham, Schlitz. Cap it off with a classic brewed in God's country. Hashtag Cold Cans Nation. Yeah, I remember that tweet. It was shocking because we don't know that guy. That means we have listeners that aren't our 15 <laughs> friends. It's true. Uh, yeah, he kind of thank went, you. Yeah, thank you. I, I found that. He went in. I think it's the best all around crushable, flavorful, not too sweet oh, he slash went on. corny, nice. hoppy but not bitter, good carbonation. I think you might find it in Wisconsin and so on. And it has a neat oh, okay. history. So when someone says brood in God's country, what the fuck are they talking about? Uh, wherever they're from, I guess. <laughs> if, you, right? if you're in the Midwest, it's wherever Not here. From. I'm from here and no one calls this God's country. No, it's very clearly this is not. This godless country. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. He said it was invented by, or LaCroix was invented by the person who makes old style in an attempt to diversify their business. Well, maybe we should fact check. <laughs> <laughs> random, tw- random Twitter accounts? Why not? <laughs> uh, but I mean, this person, whoever, if, if they presumably invented LaCroix, they really missed out because if they just put some booze in there, now they'd, oh, be, a, man. they'd be sitting pretty. Yes, they, they would. They have to be hot on the tail of the seltzer yeah. fat. I guess they're probably already sitting pretty because there's a shitload of LaCroix that gets sold, so whatever. They're doing okay. Sure, right, but yeah, why not innovate might... into hard LaCroix? Or just, hard yeah, LaCroix. like cross... Like, you don't have to make it yourself sort of thing, but, like, give your brand to someone who can already make hard yeah. Yeah. stuff. Yeah, a cross-brand. <laughs> right. <Wow>. Cross-brand. <laughs> you pointed out... Well, was... I can't believe you guys aren't, you know, bigger stars. The <laughs> ultimate the ultimate cross-brand is the Catholic Church, if you ask me. <laughs> wow. That's good. Thank That's you. Good. Thank you. <laughs> you boys clearly do come from God's country. <laughs> Sorry, what were you going to say? You 
pointed me to a VinePair article. Check out VinePair.com. Oh, uh, yes. Yes, my sole employer at this point. VinePair.com. <laughs> you pointed an article about a seltzer that Leinenkugel's yeah, made in God's right. country. Yeah, that's right. This is making. all tying together. It's uh, So it's wow. not quite a seltzer, but it's a they're Shandy's. It's very convoluted to me what it is exactly, because they say it's beer mixed with seltzer right. in some way, which a Shandy, like, sort of is that already, like the Shandy's they're making. Yeah. That's so, good. That's gonna immediately make me sick. You think so? One of those. Oh yeah. It's lower calories than a uh, White Claw. That's how they're coming into the market. It's lower oh. calorie and lower uh, ABV. Yeah. That's how. Yeah. Wow. yeah. All the time they spent thinking about whether they could <laughs> they spend anything. Well, they were losing they all should. their market share on the Shandy. They had to do yeah, something. Yeah, that's true. Summer Shandy. Yeah, that's yeah. White Claw has to be eating totally. Into that. Totally. Wow. The guy, uh, I don't know if it's Jake or John, Lining Kugel. When they announced I'm that he, Jake. I'm John, <laughs> and we're the line and coolest. Hell yeah! Uh, and this is all in the article, by well, the way. Good way to, this is another good way to grow your audience. <laughs> Very inside Wisconsin content. Oh, that's our that's our. But base. he said to that play they to had base. to replace the lost uh, stuff from Hard Seltzer. And oh, they came what, out and said it. They said that in oh, wow. the press release. By the way, did it come up on the last podcast that I have been to the Line and Kugel's Brewery in Chippewa Falls? I don't think so. Oh, no. no. tell more. That's right. Uh, yeah, so my, my wife has will come up shortly uh, and came up last time. Is from Wisconsin like yep. you, uh, gentlemen. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, Thank you for observing On a trip back there, uh, we definitely went to, uh, yeah, to the brewery, which was... Um, it's very uh, breweries are I, i've been to a lot of them professionally mm-hmm. um they're not inherently very interesting places to visit because frankly watching beer being made is not actually very interesting so the right. only part of it that's interesting is the tasting portion yep. but like you know we tasted some beer and looked at a lot of interesting or not interesting um historic uh documentation and then a lot of really weird merchandise um basically <laughs> anything you could put the lining google's name or logo on you could yep. find in there um in their retail store. Uh, but yeah, you know, it was cool. I mean, it was something to do. Yeah. And uh, you know, I'll, I'll be honest, if you're visiting central Wisconsin, <laughs> yeah. finding things to Come do on. is important. No, you're right. I actually have never been there. Funny oh. enough. I haven't either. Grew and up I, like two hours from there. I completely agree with the take that brewery tours suck. Yeah. They're they kind of just large suck. gift shops. Yes. Is, like at the end of the day, they're just trying to move. And they're the not merch. interesting. They're it's, not at all. interesting. <laughs> no. And this is my, uh, this is my thing since I, since I'm a little bit more of a wine guy professionally, well, was whatever, uh, then, uh, Joey's the wine guy on this podcast. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. the but, but having like the winery tour is also pretty much worthless. You sure. want to, if you're, especially if it's not a, if there's, I mean, the vineyard tour can be kind of interesting, but frankly, once you have seen one set of tanks and barrels, you've yeah. seen every last winery that is, exists it's on true. this planet and never go again. Like I, I get stuck going on them again because of professional obligation. And so whenever I get the opportunity to skip that part of the tour and they're like, do you want to see the winery? I'm like, no, <laughs> I'm like, you don't do anything. I mean, everyone does the same shit. Cause in the end, there are only a few ways to make wine and, right. and uh, there are only a few ways to make beer. So. Uh, yeah, it is. Uh, it is definitely not as exciting as it seems. But the the difference of the winery tour is it's typically wineries, a wine vineyard grows in a pleasant place, and so when you do your winery yeah. tour, you do yeah, you kind of eat your vegetables because the guy's got to show you the big fucking tank, and then you're okay, and then you kind of spit out and you're having wine usually kind of outside, and that's mm-hmm. lovely. A brewery tour, you're just in a warehouse yeah. the whole time, right? Yeah, <laughs> looking at the whole thing is the guy saying, "Look at this big ass tank." Look at how fucking big it is. Yeah, and they're like, this tank is different from other tanks in some way that no one understands. Yeah. <laughs> the beer at some point comes into this tank. At some other point, it's right out of it. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> now, these tanks, they're from Germany. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's always that's part a, of it. Somebody goes, oh, what part? I've been there once on <laughs> uh, vacation. Yeah. yeah. Are, they, I, are these Bavarian tanks or are they more from like Berlin? Oh, I have been, the one cool brewery tour I did was the God, you're such a uh, fucking New uncle. Belgium Brewery. In um, Fort Collins, Colorado. Oh yeah, you did. Well, you just liked Fort Collins, I think. I think it's a cool, think yeah. It's an overall thing, and it's like a employee-owned brewery or something in some way. Mm-hmm. Um, Look, I like breweries. I like they exist. Working in one would be cool. I just don't want to tour it. It's kind of there's a bunch of activities. I'm with you on the overall concept. I'm just saying that's the one like memorable one that I've ever been to. But I will. I'll still fool myself into thinking I want to. This. Oh, okay. Uh, like blackjack. And hiking are three things that every couple of years I'll be like, 
I should do that. That'll be fun. And then I'm doing it. And I go, this fucking sucks. I've always hated doing this. <laughs> Why do I like blackjack? I thought that was like your game of choice in Vegas. If I'm in Vegas, I play blackjack. Yeah. Well, but right. I but... sit, th- I get excited. That's what I'm mm-hmm. saying. It's one where I go, blackjack, that'll be cool. I'll sit down. I'll get the free drinks. And in like 10 minutes, I'm like, I do not want to keep doing this. <laughs> Is that because you've lost $500? I was going to say, <laughs> if you're winning, you do want to be a the, gambler. The, the key, uh, Joey, is to not hit on 20. <laughs> oh, see, nobody ever explains yeah. strategy. His wife wishes he would stop hitting on 20 as well. <laughs> got him. Oh. But I don't totally understand that joke. Well, it's it's a reach. I'm 20 sorry. years old right. people. people. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, That's fun. We're having fun. We now. are having fun. Are we? Are, is this the, the sole extent of our beer, though? Because I did bring a, a yeah. parable, so you probably Let's should do it, yeah. slow down. No, you're right. Down. You're right, yeah. Joey and I are both well <laughs> further into our beers. Yeah, the, the interesting thing about this bottle for Mr. those who haven't Jabal. seen it is it has like you know, it's got like uh, it's got sort it of your does. markers on here. Yeah, it doesn't oh. explain kind of how what it means, but I do think that like you guys are on like below the last rung, which makes me worried about how much longer <laughs> we can keep this podcast going. It's um, true. So, so as I mentioned, uh, my wife is from Wisconsin, and she yeah. uh, unfortunately has is a little bit of a fan of this show, uh, which is really <laughs> the only reason I got Aww. permission to come out here and do this. Oh wow! Uh, Shut up! Thanks Friday. for listening. <laughs> Thank you, uh, Zach's yes. wife. Ka- which, Caitlin is her Caitlin, name. Or you can also just call her Jabal. I mean, same last name. <laughs> no, she gets Caitlin. She wouldn't like yeah, that. Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah, there aren't other Caitlins I on the show. I respect her enough. Shut so, up to Caitlin. So she made some pretzel bites. <laughs> oh, being a, wow. A, a, oh, homemade. Of, of uh, nice. Wisconsin descent. We also have some Pine River Sharp Cheddar Cheese spread. Yeah, that's Supper Hell Club yeah. cheese spread. You uh, bet your ass. <laughs> and I brought some mustard because um, wow. I like mustard with my pretzels, not nice. I like both. Not cheese in a tub, but yeah, cold packed <laughs> cheese food. I, I've noticed this when we buy things from Wisconsin. Some of them are described as cheese food, which uh-huh. I find <laughs> worrying because if there are other things that it, it, and are there other nouns that come after cheese in there? No, like, cheese food is the noun. Cheese it's product. Like, it's, it's a comp- cheese product is another one I've seen. Uh, now I'm, at least it says food. Yes. Cheese product like, is yeah. like insula- could be used for anything. Use it for installation. It's the Taco Bell, the Taco Bell beefy noun, uh, where yes. beefy is the noun. Mm. Yeah. yeah, like a beefy five layer burrito. What you're eating in there is beefy. <laughs> Uh, and so, and so to be uh, extra conscientious about things in these um, health scare times, trying, times, trying, trying. We have times. lots of uh, I have lots of Addition plastic forks. Thank and, you. Uh, I'm try these. Uh, you have to help yourself. I'll fill time while we're dishing this up because speaking of trying times in Seattle, I went to a lovely uh, uh, coffee shop and dessert place called uh, Hood Famous in Seattle. It's very oh, yeah. fucking good. Uh, and I was standing in line. Down there's in almost always international a line. District Down in the ID. Chinatown, yeah. Um, we also went to Momo-san. Momo-san, Momo-san, Momo-san. Uh, and it was also very good today. Anyway, I'm standing in line, and a guy behind me is talking with his friend. And he was like, how funny would it be if I just, like, started hacking and coughing oh in God. line? And his friend's like, dude, yeah. Give and us I'm a like, picture of who these guys are. How I, old are they? I only gave one, the our age. I look back. Mm. It's two two bros. And he does it. He starts doing this bit where he's hacking. And, of course, people around are like, oh, God, you know, I don't want to be around this lunatic. And they're laughing to themselves. What? What is going through people? That's not a bit. It's not a prank. No. I, when there are lives on the line. Yeah. Also, okay, so can, can I make a, can, this, can this be a rant for a moment? Yes. Since, do it. Since you guys, Zach's since rants. you raised this. So this was something that I, I have felt for a while but, but has become acute in a variety of reasons. And, and you bringing it up now reminds me of it. I think there is a really unfortunate tendency that is exacerbated um, in younger, probably honestly white males towards this kind of like cruel humor, right? Yeah. That is very like, it is funny to like make people uncomfortable, to be mean to people, to be rude to people and to like, and to just do this thing where it's like, we're going to be assholes and then we're going to be like, well, if you don't think it's funny, you have no sense of humor. Right. It's like, Your it's prank. Fu- the onus like, is now on yeah, you. Yeah, and it's like, it's Ugh. like, fuck you, buddy. Like, being an asshole is just being an asshole and you can't cover it up by saying like, oh no, it was a joke. Like, yes. this is especially not the right time for it. I mean, that kind of joke is never that funny, but like- it, Exactly. Yeah, it's just, it's just, it, but it's a very, it's a very peculiar aff- affliction to young men mostly and sometimes it persists for all their lives. Yeah. As you can witness um, in on Twitter, <laughs> all the time, sadly. But like, it, it's just it's just this kind of like I. It's not. It's like making everyone around me uncomfortable or angry is funny, and it's like you know that's just it's such a it's such a uh, childish way to view the world. When uh-huh. you're a kid and you have no 
ability to tell intelligent humor and when you're a kid and you have no capacity for empathy, those two things collide and you do this shit. Yeah, you, you think it's funny to bully somebody, you shove somebody in the locker and that's funny. And then all of us grow out of it, except, to your point, this weird section of people, which unfortunately you notice because they're loud, mm-hmm. uh, who still think it's okay. It doesn't make any sense. Uh, if you, yeah, I, is it right? They're loud. They want to be seen, and that's the one way they found is a like surefire way to do it to get attention. Yeah, yeah, and and he was making his friend laugh, which I think is probably ultimately what he wanted to do. Right, but Cause that's what we all want to do at the end of the day. Sure, that's why I do this podcast, Joe. Right, I'd laugh let's at you go anyway. Let's go create a public a scare. No, you're no hack. <clears throat> did you put mustard and cheese on? If we co- if we go back, just briefly. I did once. Yeah. Okay, I'm just going to try like. the cheese product. Go first. for it. I've been snacking away while you guys were proselytizing over here. Uh, what? <laughs> proselytizing? I don't know how they pronounce it in uh, God's country, but uh, here in that's, Godless that's country, how. it's proselytizing. Oh, man. How's, so, yeah, how are we doing here? These are very good. Yeah. I'm trying not to chew in the mic. I think it's a perfect yeah beer accompaniment, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's the right beer because the, the beer is fine, but not. Like yeah. that, you know, it's like you guys have kind of moved through it without a whole lot of commentary, which is probably about what Grolsch deserves. So yeah, they kind um, of. Um, but you know, it was it's as parable as it gets. I'm convinced that cheese food is bioengineered to be paired with a beer that tastes <laughs> like this, mm-hmm. and it does its job well. It wouldn't go great with something super bitter or hoppy or floral like an IPA, but a malt or a multi beer or something simple like this, like Grolsch, yeah. man. This is great. Very parable. Salty. It's as parable as it can conceivably get. I didn't get any of that. I did notice sweet, though, no, sweet. no mustard yet uh, for you there, Joey. I'm, no, I I'm, just didn't see the bottle. Gotcha. But I'm, I'm all. It was in hiding behind your beer bottle. Yeah. It, these are big. These are substantial beer bottles. We so if we want to talk a yeah, little bit about what, the fifteen point two ounces, five percent alcohol. Oh really? Fifteen point two. Is that something in uh, some sort of Dutch measuring system? It says four hundred fifty milliliters. Yeah, oh. four fifty milliliters. Also um, a weird. Like forty-five percent of a liter. So I'll read a little bit about the bottle. Uh, it, obviously, the the first thing you notice is the swing top. Bottles of this type use a flip-top cap, uh, eliminating the need for an mm. opener. Uh, the domestic bottles um, over there in the Netherlands are brown, oh. not green, so they only ship the green ones, and they have over one third more the capacity than the average um, beer bottle that gets shipped. Huh. Uh, they can be opened by hand. Blah, blah, blah. There's no label. It's just around the neck, so there's no big label. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's the little notches. And in 2007, girls started using green bottles for their home market as well, so I just lied to everybody. Uh, traditionally, before 2007, it was brown. Now they are Edit that green Wikipedia page, everywhere. Joe. Simplify it. Yeah. Well, I'm if, you have a, if you have a brown bottle of Grolsch, you probably should drink it. Yeah, that thing is rancid. Or, or maybe don't, actually. It's a collector's item. <laughs> uh, yeah, the label being placed at the neck, they had a marketing campaign around that, um, introduced with the slogan, Bier mag weer geisen worden, which translates roughly as beer that's fit to be seen again. Wow. Wow. I can't believe that one didn't catch on. <laughs> <laughs> that German literalism is always the best. Yeah, Dutch yeah. Dutch literalism or Dutch, sorry, Jesus Christ. Yeah, well, I mean, oh. um, Joey, to be fair, did it in a very German accent because I don't think he knows what someone who speaks Dutch sounds like. But I don't. Neither yeah. do I. I don't want to so offend uncultured. anyone. If you're uh, way off, you don't offend anyone. Uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll see about that. Fair enough. Uh, it was all a prank, bro. <laughs> exactly. All right, there this parable is. Very parable indeed. Nom nom nom. Also extremely generous. Thanks again. Yeah, thank you for bringing these along, and thank you for thank you, Caitlin. Caitlin You you made them. them. I did. I literally just transported them. Made the delivery. Shout out to to Caitlin. Um, If we had any merch to give her, we would. But I don't know the inventory. It's still for sale on the website though. So God forbid people keep buying this. I don't know if there are any T-shirts available. Well, the last time someone ordered one, they weren't available. We had to figure out who they were to email them. Order and order like sixty more Mm T-shirts. So yeah, don't, like buy, don't buy the merch on the website. We don't know how to edit the website, but don't buy it. It's not there. Oh, man. Very parable. Yeah. All right. Let me, we're getting into the rankings here. <laughs> Let's or get what? into the rankings. So this is. I don't have a full mouth. Canonically a malternative uh, a beverage. This is not a new opportunity. Uh, let me try to get into. I'm pulling up the rankings. I like that you guys came up with this scheme for the post 100 episodes and have yet to actually do one of them 
You're like, let's do whatever alternatives and new opportunities, and everything you've done since has just been new beers. New beers, yeah. Because no one wants to revisit beers. We have some uh, detailed plans for revisiting. I think the first one, number that one, can't possibly bullet. be true. Detailed. <laughs> we have number one. You guys, you guys don't have detailed <laughs> plans for literally anything. No, we, we're very laissez faire with our life. No, and that's the that's it's the way it's a way to live. <laughs> for for now. <laughs> uh. What is the rules? What is our alternative rule? They go into a ranking. Are the rankings fluid? You know they're fluid. They're as fluid as the beer in that bottle. So the top, t- the top, the top ten percent of the top of one percent, the top tier stays locked as. Yeah, I know. R.I.P. Hey, he's got life yet. Uh, Wait for that debate. I mean, we'll see. Literally, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe more than his uh, uh, the guy he's been running against counterpart. Yeah. Um, okay, no, I don't want to bash any to, to vote. Whoever it is. Uh, all right. Uh, what did we do, though? The rankings don't, the tiers don't change. Yeah, we replace one. Okay, yeah. We pick a tier okay. that we think it would go in, and then can it replace a beer in that tier? Yes. <laughs> right. Uh, I have a tier. So, well, excuse wow. me. Oh, wait, I'm not a part of this. That's right. I'm just I'm just a... Uh, I'm Statute just a, uh, 1-25. Yep. Of uh, a different Zach instituted. Guests mm-hmm. are on the sideline. Uh, to take a well, line. That's Gatorade, perfect because there yeah. are some more pretzel bites, so I'm just going to work on that. There these. you go. Well, can we get at least your final thoughts on Grolsch? Sure. I mean, I think, you know, this is like uh, the thing we have mentioned a couple times here and I think is, is totally valid is this is a very unobjectionable beer. Yeah. I would not ever, if someone was like, I got you a beer, here it is, I would be like, great it's fine yeah, it's thanks. a beer it does what it needs it, i need it to do it's it's refreshing it's clean it's got you know a little bit of that sort of like there's a touch of sweetness but not too much mm-hmm. it's a little bit crisp but not you know it's not gonna be super refreshing you know it's drinkable um and and it's easy to kind of get along with but it's never gonna be a beer that i'm i mean if i met someone who told me this was their favorite beer i would really wonder like what beers they've also drank yeah, it must not be a beer um, drinker then Maybe you've only had beers that come thing. in green can or green bottles, and that right. explains it. But you know, so it's like it, to me, it's it's a beer that's just inherently hard to get worked up about in either way. It's not bad, so it's not like I, I'm not gonna be like, oh, this is garbage, and it's not great, so it's not exciting. It's just fine. And I mean, the, look, we, as you guys have probably pointed out, there's a beer for every occasion, yeah. and and sometimes a just fine beer that's better than. You know the sort of um, mass-produced adjunct lager, but isn't necessarily going to challenge you. I mean, I, you know, this comes up in wine a lot. Sometimes you just want something that you can drink without thinking about it. If, if you're watching, you know, TV or you're having a conversation with some buddies and happen to be recording it and then putting it on the internet, right? Right. Um, Taking a drive, if something someone, like that. Yeah, exactly. Buddies, <laughs> taking a drive. What, what exactly are you advocating? You just gotta, here? Yeah, you just got to kill some time. <laughs> can we pause on? Are we buddies? <laughs> and are people? Anyhow, uh, uh, so yeah, so I think it's, I, I, I have no strong feelings about this beer one way or the other, so yeah. wherever you guys land on this, I probably won't feel much one way or the other. Good. This Would whole that... episode is leaving me very cold. Oh, no. <laughs> like a can. Cold cans, yeah, that's where the title comes from. The, the... And it's these cans, baby. Oh, Nick made a gesture to grab his breasts. <laughs> Lewd I, gesture. I've got a tear, Joe. It's better than the, the we, we were talking about before the show. You were going to sneak in some, every episode you're sneaking in a little joke about your little, what comes out of your little stuff. What do you know? You know what Not I'm every about. episode. You do. You, you even, co- you said you couldn't do my jokes because they're too subtle. Yours was, are just, you can say it. You just say it. Well, that's the, the you're brash. My, my genius. You're the Dennis Miller of cold cans. I have the genius. Ooh, I used to work on a Dennis Miller impression. Uh-huh. Babe. Isn't that what hey, he babe. does? Hey, yeah. babe. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. I only have. But yeah, I, I was working on a Jesse thing before I came in here, but it's not ready yet. Maybe next okay. week's episode. I got your a whole voice thing sounds pretty gravelly on its own right now. Uh oh, I, I do a whole thing about the myth of the coronavirus. It's just the same as the flu. Uh, if you trail this back, much like a comical, that might not age well. Floating uh, odor that Bugs Bunny would lay for who is the guy? Porky? No, Elmer. Bugs Bunny might lay an odor for Elmer if you trace this odor back from the tr- coronavirus. It goes straight to Barry's penthouse. <laughs> Thanks a lot. <laughs> Did you see Trump today said that uh, he blamed it on Obama? Well, he said they he took no bungled the swine flu. That yeah. was his first thing when right. they asked him if he should it's directly take relevant responsibility. to the, the midst of the emergency that we're in right yep. now. Not me, but them. <sighs> All right, let's get back to it. Uh, Jesse's gone. Tear Nick, me up. What were you going to say? 
Oh, I have some thoughts on gross that I don't think should be discounted because I agree with everything <laughs> taste-wise. <laughs> everything should not be discounted. <laughs> I have a voice and I must use it. Taste-wise, everything our old pal Jabal, and he did call us a buddy, so that's also canon, yep. uh, said I agree with. However, I can't discount the fact. That's what I was trying to say. I can't discount Whatever. I can't, mm. I don't want to dismiss the fact that it does such a good job for a green bottle beer like we talked about. And the little pop top thing is a lot of fun. It is fun. You can have fun with your friends <laughs> with the pop top thing. And you, yeah, you don't need a bottle opener. You don't need a bottle opener. But if you're friends with Joey, he always has one. I have one in my pocket and I use it. <laughs> when in doubt, I use a bottle opener. But, uh, but they only get sold at least in total wine. So if you're trying to buy this, this globally, area, right. they get sold yeah. in four packs. So you can mm. only buy four at a time. So something that tastes like this, it meets the quality of something that's the Applebee's of beers. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got to sell that sucker to me in a 12-pack, baby. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't. You're right, what am I going to do with four of these? Yeah, that's the problem with the bottle, I guess, is it feels like a special occasion type bottle. But right. this is not a special occasion type beer. Nothing special yeah, inside. That's a good point. All right, tear me up. What were you going to say? I'm in mild. Tear, tear me a sue. Tear, tear uh, eh. nah, there's nothing there. We'll edit that out. Your mild card? That's where I am, too. I was wow. mild card. Yeah. Wow. It's like my corona symptoms. So so if we... Oh, come on. You're like the guy behind me in Hood Famous. That was fun, though. Have mild. Been, have either of you been to Hood Famous? I've eaten something from there. I've never been. Nope. It's really <laughs> fucking good. They have the best desserts. I had a cheesecake. Maybe. I had a Vietnamese iced coffee cheesecake. That thing is real... All their cheesecakes are it's really very good. good. Very they good. have the purple one. I can't remember what it is off the top of my head, mm. which is fantastic. Oh, yeah. Uh, what is the purple thing that... Ube, maybe? Yes. Ube. It's Ube, yeah. It's right across from... All right. Mama Asian, say, mama say, mama uh, mama Asian cuisine correspondent, Zach Jabal. All right. Ube. <laughs> Correct. I want to point out that I had to slide my mic. <laughs> this back is over fun in front watching this happen. Yeah, just just to tell you guys what <laughs> the salted plum cheesecake was made out of. Oh wow! Wow! I also uh, Zach, as he's known on this podcast, <laughs> likes uh, you. You got into Twitter about like birds and crows and magpies and ravens. Well, it was just a joke about people posting oh, accidentally yeah. <laughs> using the the hashtag Corvid nineteen. <laughs> right. And because I'm a dork, I know that corvids are the genus for a species or a group of birds that include crows, magpies, rooks, um, jackdaws. Um, <laughs> wait, what else? Uh, ravens, of course. Uh, I think actually, technically, maybe also blue jays. Um, oh wow! Wow. But, and maybe the all jays, but uh, definitely all those other ones. Uh, I don't have Wikipedia open on my phone like the two of you because apparently none of you know anything. Um, which I guess again, we're millennials, for, man. For, millennial generation. For long-time listeners and even short-time listeners, that's not a surprise. Shouldn't be. <laughs> no, we got to keep it a consistent product. We're here like for all share. We're here for our. Um, we're here for wit, a good time, not a long time. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag COVID nineteen. That's right. Okay, let's rank this sucker, Joel. I don't know if COVID-19 is a good time, though. Hey, have you ever seen the movie Good Time? It's on Netflix yeah, now. Yeah, it's Safdie Brothers. Fantastic it's movie. It's a great film. Safdie. Robert Pattinson. Pre-Sandman Safties. <laughs> Robert did you Pattinson. see uh, Uncut Gems? I can stop you right now. If the question is, did you see a movie, the answer is no. Okay, oh, you're not, wow. a, not a movie guy. Uh, <clears throat> it's just not a... It's They're very low priority for me, and I don't usually have... Well, I mean, now I guess I have time. But <laughs> sure. You're in, you're in Unemploymentville. Fair. But, but prior to this, especially with a kid, uh, TV shows, yeah, some, but but I just... I can't do the thing that people do, which is watch movies in installments. Uh, it doesn't work for me to, like, watch oh. the first third of a movie and then, you know, another 40 minutes and another 40 totally. minutes. And I just... I so rarely have two plus hours where I am both able to sit down and watch something and yeah, want to do that. But, you know, that's not to say that there aren't great movies out there. I just, mm-hmm. they don't get watched by me. Wow. You just got there a back are... stock going now. You'll have, yeah. What's you your can... favorite movie? Oh my God. Uh, my favorite movie. <sighs> you might have to edit out some pause here because I have to think <laughs> about that. Um, it's one of those questions like since I no longer, like since I stopped dating years ago, it's like one of those kinds of questions that no one ever asks me anymore. Like, what's your favorite movie? Um, what's your favorite color? Well, this is Cold Kansas Speed Dating, actually. <laughs> exactly. Oh, Disguised as a beer review Excellent. podcast. And you're both speed available. Speed dating meaning a 50-minute yeah, <laughs> episode. Really fast. Um, well, it's because you're millennials. That's uh, right. I think probably if I had to say my favorite movie, I, I've always really loved Children of Men. I oh, think that's a yeah. really great movie. Um, 
I it's depressing as fuck, but it's a really, really like it's a great movie. The concept is really interesting. Yep. It's really well shot. I will say I was weirdly thinking about this the other day because of what everything that's going on. But I I think that one thing that I I find fascinating are movies where and books too and things like that where something terrible is happening, but it's also on a weird time scale. So like I never I haven't rewatched it since it came out, but like I prefer Deep Impact to Armageddon because there's something about the sociology of like, you know, cuz it well, well whatever, not that anyone really cares, but like those movies came out at about the same time in the 90s and both were about asteroids hitting Earth and yeah. one had Ben Affleck and Bruce Willis and an Aerosmith song and everyone remembers it. Right. And Deep Impact had Morgan Freeman, which you would think would make a big difference, but basically the one of the big differences is like Deep Impact everyone knows like a year in advance that this asteroid is going to hit Earth. And they don't go into this in the movie, but I've always thought about like, what a weird fucking year that must have been. Like, yeah. what the hell did people do? Because everyone's it's not, reaction. But it's like, you can't, like, you can't quite stop like worrying about sort of everyday shit mm-hmm. for a whole year, a year maybe. Yeah. But you also are not going to be like, okay, let's invest in that four hundred one k. Like, I just yeah. feel like that must have been a super. That would have been like, think I would have much think rather of the economic stimulus that would I be. Guess. No one saving. I would have. I would have just liked to have seen a movie about that year and like what the fuck did people do? Yeah. And and uh, another movie that I loved, which unfortunately has a really terrible ending, but a, a movie called Sunshine, which is a Danny Boyle film who did like Twenty Eight oh, no. Days Later, and basically like the sun starts getting weaker, and like the movie is all about this sort of effort to like send a ship to the sun to blow it up and start it. I mean, whatever. It's, it's Hell yeah. science nonsense. <laughs> and the, the movie is great for other reasons. But, but like, again, I think about these kinds of things where there's like a very gradual, like catastrophe, like we might be living through right now. And I think about like, what I find fascinating is like, how do people function in a day to day world? And children of men has a lot of that because it's a sort of like, it's even weirder there because it's not like, you know, everyone who's alive is not really affected. It's just, there are no mm. more children but it totally fucks with society anyhow because yeah. when you take away this sort of idea that there's going to be anything left after we die, people start behaving really weirdly. And mm-hmm. so I've always found that sort of idea fascinating. Even though the movie, again, doesn't go super deep into that, mm. I like to think about it. So anyhow, that was a well, really long answer to If your you question. like that premise, you may like Joseph Glock's uh, first novel or novella, I guess. Type novella. 88 is about. Type 88. Wait, similar. You, have, you have written what? Yeah, have you not checked out his Amazon author page? Uh, I have. I will be completely honest. I have never checked out anything of Joey's attached to the internet besides oh, no. this podcast. Oh, hey. uh, don't don't Google me. Yeah, uh, he's got a lot. I'm more worried about what I might find if I look on certain other websites. The uh, the premise of Type B was there's a mysterious warning. Yep. Uh, that pe- that we hear and we don't know if it's true or not. And they basically say you there's nothing you can do about it. In a few months, you're all gonna the world is gonna end. So what? How do would people react to that? No. Most people would dismiss it. Some people would actually take it seriously. Uh, Really, really good book. <laughs> it is. It's a good story. Well, that's very check it kind out. of you to say. Uh, it's on it Amazon. Early right? on in the writing. Still career. on Amazon. It's still on Amazon, yes. Cool. All, All right. right, let's rank this thing. Let's get to rank eggs. My favorite what movie is, your is The Truman ra- Show. What is your book ranked? Oh, uh, yeah, Truman Show. Low. Truman Show or uh, Ex Machina. Cool. Okay. Wait, what's n- your favorite n- Yeah, I was going to say, you can't escape this question. Oh, man. I, I don't like this. It changes... All, or like I don't Current have favorite. a you know a, a like a big one that I love. What jumps into your mind as soon as uh, you well, thought of it? Uh, an impactful one early on in my life was Remember the Titans. That was just a fun, you know, growing up in uh, football was like a huge part of my life. Remember the Titans was a lot of fun. Um, now it's a stars boy. Lately, now it's I've watched on every flight I've taken. Um, and with these flight prices now, I am going to be watching A Star Is Born every day. <laughs> You've seen uh, it in every language. It might, it might actually the world. be cheaper these days to not rent an apartment, but just to be on a plane at all times. <laughs> yeah, it might be at the end of Free the day. Free entertainment as well. Yeah. With Delta no Studio. No utility. Free food, Cost. probably. Drinks. Like, hey, you know. Well, I'm in first class, of course. Yeah. Um, wow. <laughs> uh Give me a fucking answer. Uh, a good movie recently. I, Lighthouse was my favorite movie this past Ooh, year. I'll over stick 1917. With that one. Yeah. Okay. I haven't seen it yet. I wish I I, mm. I, I haven't been uh, depressed enough or drunk enough to see it. <laughs> yeah, it's an experience, but it's fun in the theater. Well, maybe after we finish with this podcast. Yeah, yeah. All right, All right I got to rank it. Okay, me too. We're in mild cards, right? Three. So, hold on, hold on, hold on. Two. We can we can also elect you to have not three seconds to answer. We also can elect to not put it in. Right. right. I don't. I want to put it in. I want to put it into. Uh... <laughs> Three, two, two one, 47. 47. Oh, wow. Wow. So I have 
the beers in between, and I will read this uh, taint to tip. So this is fifty three to forty seven. Um, I you, yeah. You it's Corona Extra. I have to get going soon, but I have some thoughts on this. Wow, <laughs> Corona Extra Blatz, Coors Bush Blue Moon and Who Garden. Uh huh. What are your thoughts? Then we'll let you fucking go. Well, he's I, got that date you talked about. I, I knew a, it. I got a hot date. Um, what if instead of the alternative simply kicking off the lowest beer in any given tier, it can also just pin, pinpoint one beer within that tier and rip replace and replace. It. Rip and replace. We weren't just. We haven't discussed Impeach about and replace. This. Whatever it was. Uh, Impeach and replace. What did they say all the time? That we were gonna repeal it. Repeal and replace. Oh, yes. repeal and replace is the Obamacare thing. But yeah, there to was come something back to the about, beginning of this. Podcast. Yeah. Wow. Full circle. How did Seven we do it? Days ago. God, we're oh, smart. I've still been advocating. I've been advocating since 1986 for the one percent. It's a good 1%. thing we still have some pretzel bites left because starvation is a real threat. <laughs> it is. Uh, so you yeah, said what your if, piece? What if we just pinpoint it? Which and one then... do you want to pinpoint? Soul. Wow. I want it gone. You got. You don't got soul. I got soul, yes. but I'm not a soldier. Yes. I got That's nothing a killer there. line. I'm trying to workshop it. Got him. Thank you. All right. Fine. I'm fine with just this, but we need to- Because w- otherwise it would be kicking off Sierra this. Nevada Torpedo Extra IPA, yeah. which I'm, I mean, I'll, also But we can always with. do a new opportunity for Sierra Nevada Torpedo Extra IPA. That's true. Back it's in the, in the graveyard. Because it's in the devil's walk-in cooler in hell. Mm-hmm. That's what that is. Yeah, that's what we've titled Fine. it. Fine. Let's rip out soul. Let's put this here at 53. Yeah? I don't fucking care. Why not? Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> it's time to go. Life's meaningless. Jabal or Zach, as we now call you, because we've canonically established ourselves as buddies. Thank you for showing up. And thank you so much for the pretzel yes, bites. Yes, this was uh, fun. Caitlin. Caitlin, shout out. Yeah, she's really your friend. I'm just the bearer of <laughs> proxy tasty, tasty treats. Yeah. We're all from Wisconsin, and that uh, that makes us family. I'm God's trying to country. load the music. I'm sorry. Oh, God. It's not loading. You had to get out of here. I got to get the fuck out of here. And then you can't load the music. We did a nice send-off. I said God's country. That would have been a nice bow on it the would've... episode. And now where are we are? Well, just you keep, have just to keep saying God's country, and he'll have to edit it. God's yes. country. <laughs> <laughs> it's not being edited. <laughs> it never is. It never is.